if it were possible to lose your next 10 pounds without dieting? Listen closely and welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I'm going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hey, Lux Lifers. I have another inspiring client transformation interview for you today. You're going to hear from my client, Denise. Denise came to me about 4.5 kilos away from her goal weight. Now, for those of you who are in the U.S., and don't know how to convert kilos to pounds, like I didn't, I had to figure it out. That's about 10 pounds. Denise struggled with her old programming from childhood. Things like she had to finish all of the food on her plate and that nothing was ever gonna go to waste. And as an adult, this belief of not enough helped to create a lack mindset. And this showed up not only with her eating habits, but also in her ability to grow her new coaching business. As you're going to hear with Denise's story, when you operate from a mindset of there's not enough, just evolving into the next best version of yourself can be pretty tough. So if you're a coach or if you have your own business, you will see how the mindset strategies that I teach for weight loss are transferable to achieving business goals. Once Denise began to attack her lack mindset and shift her thinking, she lost the 10 pounds and she also signed her first client as a parenting coach. Listen in and discover what is possible with the Stop Dieting Forever process. Hey, Lux Lifers, I've got one of my amazing clients here with me. And this is a special treat because you get to hear and celebrate with her how she lost her 10 pounds without dieting. Denise, say hello to the world. Hi, everyone. So Denise is one of my, well, my very first international client. Mm -hmm. So bear with us as we, as we do the, we're talking about weight, but we're going through the whole like pounds to kilos conversions. I got my conversion converter open here on my computer. (laughs) So we'll figure it out. Plus we have a nice little time zone issue, but Denise is a trooper. What time is it where you are? It is 9.30 p.m. Well, 9.30 p.m. That's awesome. I'm in the U.S. and at 9.30, I'm usually getting ready for bed. (laughs) (laughs) But let's get into how you found me. Mm -hmm. And first of all, tell the people who you are and what you do. Okay. So I'm I'm a parenting coach. So basically what I do is I help parents enjoy parenting more. And I found Jennifer through another podcast where she was interviewed just basically about her own story of being a life coach. And when I heard you, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is like, this is exactly what I'm going through. 
And then it was kind of just like a bonus that you were also a weight coach. I was like, I didn't even care what your niche was. It was just like, yeah, I'm going to have to work with her one day. I love it. So you got kind of like a twofer, right? You got, you're getting the business coaching from me as well as the weight loss coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the fact that what I teach is transferable, right? Women come to me because they want to lose weight great. That's where we start. We'll start with the weight loss transformation, but the mindset tools and strategies that I teach are transferable to anything. So I'm so excited to hear and see that you're being successful in both areas. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people think that the problem is the weight. It's not like it the problem is not the weight. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you mentioned that. So what do you think your problem was? Um, huh. oh no, <laughs> I would say that my problem was that I even actually, huh, just realized that now both with my business and with my weight, the problem was that I didn't listen to myself. And so it would be very like, oh, it's time to eat. I have to eat oh, we're going to eat this. And as a kid, I was very like, you have to finish all the food on your plate. So it was very, so until now, like 30 years later, it was still like, I have to finish all the food on my plate. So it was very focused on things that were outside of me. Isn't that crazy how the old programming that we received as kids still shows up as adults? Yeah. And I love that you are aware of that programming now and you're able to reverse it so you're not passing it on to your kids too. Yeah. Yeah, because I could see it in my kids. That was one of also the reasons why, like my daughter actually said once, like she was she was feeling sad and we were trying to comfort her. Um, and she just like was still feeling sad. And then we gave her food and she was like, see, food is what makes me happy. I was like, oh no. <laughs> How old is your daughter? She's four. Okay. And you have a son too, right? Yeah, he's two. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about the process and like how you handled it with your kids and your husband. Mm-hmm. But before we jump there, let's talk about your weight, right? So you came to me, we started working together in August. Yeah. But and- I, well, I think I say for me, it's more like I started working with you in your July challenge. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. You were in the lose your next 10 pounds without dieting challenge. So you heard me on the podcast. Yeah. You looked me up. You started doing your internet in your, research. Yeah. I was in your mailing list. Um, I had downloaded your freebie. Okay. Okay. I good. wasn't doing anything with it. I had looked up like, I had like looked at your website to schedule a consult with you. I don't know how many Times. Oh, really? That's so funny. What was the thought, Denise? Uh, looking at it was obviously like she can help me, and not doing it was a mix of like, what if I can't afford her? And fear. I guess then it would just be just not believing in myself. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it boils down to because I'm sure that there are probably other women out there who look at all my stuff, click the button to schedule a consult, <laughs> and then they're like, nope, not going to do it, <laughs> or yeah. I'll do it later. Yeah. So what what made you finally just suck it up and actually and schedule the consult? Well, so I was in the challenge, um, and I noticed 
that yeah that like I was changing just from your challenge and this is this is for all the listeners out there this is something I've been working with Jennifer on about my scarce mindset my lack mindset and so during the challenge Jennifer was talking about how she's getting uh, so many consults and she's getting new clients and I was like oh shit Ah, and and so because I had looked at your um I have I had been looking at your consult booking page I actually saw that you were like getting consults and like not as available as like a week ago and so I was like oh god I gotta do it I gotta do it so funny I never knew this So you were like stalking me and all of a sudden your scarcity yeah. mindset kicked in and you're like, oh my gosh, she doesn't, she doesn't have as many spaces left. Let me book a console. Yeah. That's too funny. But I remember yeah. you in the challenge because I was just in awe because you're in Spain mm-hmm. and you were showing up for all of the live calls. And I was like, darn, yeah. it's late in Spain. <laughs> and you were showing up live mm-hmm. and like almost every day and being yeah, pretty and active. I was, I was totally committed. I was doing all the like self-coaching questions that you were asking. Um, and that's why I count the time that I was in the challenge as the time I started working with you. Because even before I had like signed, well, had signed with you, <laughs> um, I had already lost weight. And it was all just from that challenge. Right. Do you remember how much weight you lost? I would say about two kilos. I guess that's like four pounds. In a week? No, no. It was like three weeks, I think. Okay. So, okay. Because you were listening to the podcast. Yeah. Getting information from there and you started implementing some things and then you joined the challenge. Yeah. By the time we started working together, I had already lost two kilos. And there was like about a month in between the challenge and working together. So maybe mm-hmm. by the time we did the consult, I lost a kilo. I don't, I, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I remember that you did say you had lost weight from the challenge and I was like, perfect. That's exactly <laughs> what we want. Yeah. So but we officially started working together in August. So the challenge was in July. You booked the consult, you showed up. <laughs> I coached you through mm-hmm. it. I, right? I, very, I remember very clearly on the consult, you were like, you don't want to make this decision from a lack mindset. <laughs> Very true. This is, yeah. Yeah. So that was a huge step for you. Yeah. That was a huge step for you. And so we started working together in August. And I remember because all my clients get scales mm-hmm. and um, you weigh yourself every day. And the first day that you weighed yourself, because I can see it on my app, was August mm-hmm. 11th and you were 70.4 mm-hmm. kilos. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, whatever, getting on this darn scale. (laughs) But yeah, I remember that, that like, I was like originally 72. That was kind of like my weight. Like Mm -hmm. if I don't do anything, this is like the weight that my body like naturally stays in. And then I lost two kilos from the challenge and just applying all the things from the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. So. Like I said, you're a twofer, right? We're working on your business stuff and we're also working on your weight. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about your weight, but surely you can share how this has affected your business as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Just like, I think it's just 
just so much mindset, like lack mindset, like even now just talking, like the fact that I didn't sign up with a console for you before the challenge, that was like lack mindset. The fact that I signed up for you because I was afraid that you would run out of spots, that was also lack mindset. And so just being aware of that has really helped me shift. So since working with you, I signed my very first one-on-one client. Yay! Yeah, yeah. It's only the beginning. Only the beginning. So I was looking at your weight trajectory, right? So when you Mm -hmm. started in August and I was looking at like, it went kind of went up, you were gaining some weight and then it went back down. Tell me about that period Mm -hmm. of time where you were getting adjusted to like creating your own plan and then following Mm -hmm. it. And then like the mindset work that you had to to do. Yeah. So the, timing was that I think I received the scale like two days before I went on vacation. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, You were on vacation. You're on holiday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, yeah, I took the scale with me on holiday and I was still like weighing myself and I was still doing like the eating plan and I did like the 12, 12 fast. So I was still doing that. And for me, the vacation was just really practice of listening to my body and just being like, am I hungry? Like, am I eating because it's like a habit or am I eating because my body's actually asking for it? And I think that's so funny because I don't even remember the scale going up. (laughs) (laughs) You blocked it out of your memory. (laughs) Yeah. Although now that you say it, it sounds familiar. And I think for me, I was just like, it wasn't about, and even before we started working together, it was never really about the weight. It was about the person that I am. And so even though the skill was going up, it was for me, like, it doesn't matter because what was more important to me was that I become someone who's able to eat intuitively. I like, that was what I really wanted to do when I was working with you. I didn't care as much about the 10 pounds what I cared about was that I stopped eating emotionally. And so even though I saw that the scale was going up, it didn't really matter as much because I noticed that I was no longer using food as I was no longer eating my emotions. Yeah. And you were working on it the entire time. That is a great example of loving your journey, right? Loving yourself as you're on your journey. It's not like, you know, so many times women get so frustrated because when you're losing weight, it's not a straight line down. It never is. Your weight fluctuates up and down, up and down. And I always tell my clients who get so frustrated, I'm like, look, the reward is in the work. Yeah. The reward is in the work. It's not just achieving the goal. It's who you're becoming as you're achieving the goal. And it's like, when they get that, you got it. Right. When they get that, it's like, oh, yeah, the reward is in the work. And I'm like, yes. It's so good to hear you say that now because now I'm like, oh, yeah. And then like I'm thinking, okay, how can I apply that with my business? Mm -hmm. Same mindset. Right. Acceptance, accepting you, accepting your body, accepting your weight each and Mm -hmm. every day, no matter where you are in your journey and accepting exactly where you are in your business. No matter how many clients you have or you don't have, no matter how much money is in the bank or not in the bank, same exact emotion will get you to success. 
This is so good. I'm going to have to review listen to this when it comes out. <laughs> I love it. Yes, it's all yours. You can listen to it as many times as you want to. Yeah, something I wanted to add as well, because we're talking about like loving the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who are listening, I am actually at my goal weight. I really just wanted to lose 10 pounds. But now that I'm at my goal weight, my brain is like, oh, maybe we should go for lower. So it's really just like a perfect example of how it's really not about the destination. Because even if you reach the destination, your brain's just going to think of another destination that you have to get to. Mm-hmm. And you know how to go lower, right? Yeah, if I, think I wanted to. If you want to, I think it'll be interesting for you to Denise, Denise to watch to see how like your body's natural set point. Right, just keep doing what you're doing and just exactly. see because I've you know you've still lost a little bit more weight and I'm like oh look at your averages are going down like you go mm-hmm. girl yeah it might just be fun to see like oh let's see where Denise's weight naturally lands yeah and having yeah. the ability like having no attachment to the number and just being okay with where you are day to day is the reward. Like it's such a beautiful experience and it makes weight loss so much more enjoyable. Yeah. Than cutting out entire food groups. Yeah, for sure. Cause I still have my weekly pizza. I I was going to ask you, so like, what's your fun food that you like to eat? Pizza would be one. Nutella, as you know, we had some coaching about the Nutella that was in my house. (laughs) Um, it's really mostly that. And then over the summer, there was lots of ice cream. But what I liked about the, you know, how you make us do like our, um, I don't remember what it was, like okay food and no food. Yeah, your eating and then plan. The fun uh-huh. food. Yeah. When I was writing the no food, I put that I would no longer have like processed ice cream. Like if I were going to eat ice cream, it would be like the artisanal gelato and not just like. Oh, the, the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, so since writing that down, it was just like, yeah, I'm not going to have that. Like that's processed ice cream. I don't eat processed ice cream. Mm-hmm. And then when I actually have the gelato, I get full. <laughs> you don't even need to eat as much as you used to. No, right? no. Yeah. yeah. And it's so like real food, <laughs> real unprocessed food just tastes so, so much good. better. It's much more satiating and you don't need to eat as much. Yeah. The random thought about speaking of processed food, my current like fun food is this super processed popcorn where it's basically like, I don't know, fake butter and air. <laughs> it sounds awful. <laughs> fake butter and air popcorn. Okay. It doesn't sound very fun, Denise, but hey, whatever works for you. <laughs> Yeah, I went from like artisanal gelato to paper. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, I don't think it will last very long. <laughs> so let me ask you a question about since we're talking about like the eating plan, how did you manage your eating plan with having two small kids? Like mm-hmm. making sure I'm sure they're not eating what you were eating. Right. How did you manage planning with your husband? Was he eating different yeah. foods? How yeah. did you deal with that? So in my case, they actually were eating what I was eating. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Like what? That, Give us an example, because I know there are moms out there with young kids who are like, I don't have time to like fix something different for myself and then fix something for the kids. Um, 
for example, we have scrambled eggs with like a tomato salad. Then they don't like tomatoes, so they just have eggs.、Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't cook something different for them, but sometimes I do adjust what I cook so that it's, it's not, it doesn't become like a battle every time we have to eat. Good. And yeah, honestly, for like yeah, for the moms out there who are thinking like this is going to be so much work, it makes my life so much easier because we have that meal plan, and so we do it at the beginning of the week. So this was actually really something that I was doing before I started working with Jennifer, where I would do the meal plan before the week, but I would only do it for dinner because that's when I had to eat because I was with my kids, and then lunch was kind of like, well, we'll just figure out whatever's in the fridge that day. But yeah, now I do like all the meals, and so it just makes it so much easier because then you know what's going to happen. Like at night, you only have to go to the supermarket once a week because you know exactly what you have to buy. So it seems like a lot of work, but it really saves you so much time and mind drama. Yeah, yeah, and mind drama. And I love that you're like you're able to eat the same things. That your kids are eating. I know we adjusted your eating windows like on the weekends because you said you definitely wanted to have breakfast with, with your kids. kids. So I was like, "Oh, yeah, that's yeah. sweet." Yeah. So yeah, the, for those who are listening, so my fasting schedule is like Monday to Friday. It's sixteen eight, so I don't have breakfast.、Um, but in the weekends, it's twelve twelve, so I have all my meals with my kids. Okay.、Um, yeah, that's a nice thing about. Having like you as well, it's just like it's really personalized to my lifestyle. As opposed to if I were just to sign up for a program, and they would be like, "Okay, you have to do this, this, and this." And I was like, "Well, but that's not gonna work for me." I know, because that's like a diet, <laughs> right?、Mm-hmm. Following the cookie cutter plan is like following a diet. So I just love the fact that all of my clients have completely different plans. Not all of them are fasting. Most of them are. Fasting is amazing. You know, I should do a podcast about、yeah. the best way to do intermittent fasting because there's.、Yeah. I've done it the wrong way, <laughs> where it was awful, and then I learned how to do it the right way.、Mm-hmm. So I have to make myself a mental note.、Um, yeah. To do that, yeah, I've done it the wrong way as well. <laughs> I still saw, and I think the problem with doing it like the wrong way is that I still saw change. Like I still saw my weight drop. But not as consistent as doing it like the right way, and、what、not was, as much. What was the difference for you? What, what was like your big wrong and right way?、Um, so the wrong way was that in within the eight hours I can eat. Period. Just like straight eating <laughs> for eight hours, <laughs> like yeah, nonstop. Like, oh, <laughs> it's my eating window. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter if I ate thirty minutes ago. I can have this piece of chocolate now. Yeah. Yep. I had that same experience、yeah. too. That reminds me of another thing that I learned from you, and it, it actually came out in my self coaching today about hunger is not an emergency. Yes. And I was listening to another podcast you did with Veronica, and how that came up as well, and how about how I would eat in case I get hungry later, eating ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh my God, I need to eat now because in two hours I might be hungry. Yeah,、so、I've got to、yeah. like avoid being hungry later. So let me eat now. Yeah, because it's like God forbid I get hungry, I'm gonna get cranky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, a lot of professional dieters, emotional eaters, we tend to do that is like, mm-hmm. let me eat before I go out. Because if I go out, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to have access to food. I may be hungry later. So I'm just going to eat all the stuff now. Yeah. And if you're not hungry, it's like your body does not need that food. Yeah. And then another thing that I noticed for myself about being hungry and being a parent it was like, oh, I can't be hungry because then I'm going to be super cranky and angry and I'm just going to be shouting all the time at my kids. Now that I look at it, it was like, who's in charge here? It's not your stomach that in, that's in charge. Even if like being hungry doesn't mean that you have to be shouting like that. Like it's not like a linear line, you know, and so that has really helped as well. I love that. Who's in charge here? Not my stomach. No, that's really, really good. So when you were hungry, Mm -hmm. how did you learn to be okay with being hungry? What was your thought process? Instead of like giving into the hunger and saying, oh my goodness, I'm hungry. Let me go eat. Mm -hmm. When you were not, when it wasn't your eating window, how did you deal with the hunger? Mm -hmm. I guess it was two things. One was what I noticed as well was how I actually like structure. And to those of you who are listening, if you were like me, like I downloaded Jennifer's, I don't know what it was, her freebie on her website. And it was like, do this every day. I was like, hell no, I'm not doing that every day. <laughs> That's, oh, my free weight loss guide. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I realized like, actually, this is what has, like, I looked at like my past of when I was like the healthiest. And I was like, oh, actually structure really helps me. So knowing that it wasn't my fasting window was just like, yeah, it's fine. I'm not going to die. <laughs> like That helped a lot. Like just learning that my hunger is not an emergency. Yeah. And turning it into, which is like the second part, it would be turning it into that my hunger is a good thing. Like you said it somewhere about how it's like, it means that your metabolism is working. And- Lean into the hunger. <laughs> feel the hunger it's okay yeah Yeah. that's so good 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 okay so do you want to talk about how you have transferred some of this knowledge into your business Mm -hmm. I feel like that needs to be another podcast (laughs) I'm still working on oh totally right we're this is your journey right this is your journey but you've made some you've been able to take the processes and the tools that I worked on with you for the weight loss and then you started instead of just thinking about your weight you're thinking about your business your clients and money yeah I think for me personally the difference between the business and the weight is that my goal weight was actually a weight that I already had before. So it was like something that I knew to be possible because I had done it before. While with business, it was like, well, I have never had a business before. I have never like made my own results from my thoughts about business. So the process, while the same, the the business one is definitely harder just because there's less, there's no past evidence. And I think um, for a lot of people who are listening, maybe that's also, maybe that's where they are, where they, maybe they want a goal weight that they've actually never had. And what I found to be helpful that came out while I was doing myself coaching was how my past doesn't define me. Mm, that's good. 
Yeah. And I get to choose my future. Yeah. Yes. You're creating your Lux life. I love that. Love that so much. Um, and that's one of the things that we do in my Lux Life client communities. All of you guys have your identity statements, right? You have your plan, what you're working on for the next 90 days. And so I love the fact that you can also include your weight goal and then you can also include your business goal. And that's where we're working towards every single day. So good. I forgot to mention, so you lost your 10 pounds in about seven weeks. Yeah, you hit your your 10 pound loss in about seven weeks, which I think is phenomenal. Yeah. And it was like, when it came, it was like, oh yeah, like I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> right. Because you've been practicing and thinking about it as you've been going along and enjoying yeah. your journey. What do you think was the biggest challenge for you in that seven weeks? That's a good question. I don't know. I know you, it might've been like the biggest challenge for you was like just hitting send to book the consult in the beginning. Mm -hmm. That was a challenge. But once you did it, what do you yeah. think was the biggest challenge for you? Well, I think the biggest challenge, and that's what I'm still working on right now, which is why I know that um, my weight will probably still go down even more. Um, the biggest challenge is still managing my brain when I've started eating to stop. Yeah. Because now I can like, I understand that my hunger is no longer an emergency. It's fine. I don't have to eat if I'm hungry. And that also doesn't mean that I have to be hangry, right? Like mm -hmm. I don't have to like make other people sorry that I'm hungry. <laughs> and so that's like covered. And so now the biggest challenge for me and the one that I'm still working on is okay now that I've kind of like allowed myself to eat in a sense it's to really go back to my body and stop when I no longer need more yeah I think a lot of women struggle with that it's one thing to you know use willpower not to eat but then it's like okay it's time to eat and then you start eating and it's like, you can't stop eating. Yeah. Right? You're just like, oh, you're thinking about the second plate and you're still in the middle of the first plate or you're mm -hmm. eating a meal and you're thinking about what am I going to eat in like two hours for the next meal? It's like, you're constantly thinking about eating. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think was like the biggest, what was the best thought you had to stop yourself because I know we coached on that a little bit that you mm -hmm. were like okay it's time to eat and you just kept eating and eating and eating mm -hmm. what do you mm -hmm. think was the the best thought you had to help curtail that oh gosh I, I should look at my bleach I should look at the journal and see because I could use that thought right now <laughs> but I would say that it was something around I am in control like because I really feel like when I'm in that pattern of like, I can't stop eating. Like I feel very helpless. I feel very like this is happening to me. It's even though I'm the one like feeding myself, it's still like, it's not my fault that I'm mm -hmm. still eating. This isn't in my control. I love that thought. I am in control because yeah. I do think sometimes we just kind of, we sit down at the table and we zone out. It's like, we're just eating, eating, eating. We're not paying attention to what we're eating. Mm -hmm. We're not paying attention to our hunger signal. We're not paying attention to our satiation signal. Is that the right word? Satiation? That's not right. 
don't know. Satiated <laughs> signal. <laughs> I was like, it came out. I was like, that doesn't sound right. It's okay. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, and we're just on autopilot. And then we don't pay attention until we hear like, ooh, I think I ate too much. Right? Yeah. You hear that that thought like, oh, God, I, I overate. I'm like, I, I feel very uncomfortable. I ate too much. And yeah, by then it's too late. Empty. Or the plate is empty. That's yeah. Fine. yeah, yeah, really empty. Like, ooh. So now you're able to like eat, like fix your plate, and then do you actually leave food on the plate? I do. I do. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, because you came from the mindset of like we need to clean to the plate. You have to finish everything yeah. on the plate. Yeah, and this is like something we had talked about, and it was like not not only am I finishing my plate, but I'm finishing my kids' plate. Right, because they can't waste food either. Yeah. So now it's, it's like when I'm hungry, it's just uh, when I'm no longer hungry, it's like, yeah, I can stop. Like I'm choosing to eat now. And then sometimes just realizing that this is like a choice makes it easier to stop. Yeah. I think the most powerful thing anyone can do before they sit down to eat a meal is just to be intentional, to think like, I don't need to eat all of this food. I'm going to pay attention to what I'm eating. I'm going to pay attention to how I'm feeling. Your body will always send you a signal when it's done. We just choose to ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Like it might be like a very soft whisper. I talked about this in a recent podcast, but your body, you always hear that. Like it's almost like a, <sighs> I'm finished. Mm-hmm. Like, a sigh or like a release, like your body was like, okay, I'm done. This is enough. Yeah. But we're yeah. so out of touch with what it, what that even sounds like. We just keep eating and eating and eating yeah. until yeah. we're too full. Yeah. And that reminds me as well of the shift from eat until I'm full to eat until I'm satisfied. Mm, yeah. There is a difference. I remember. Yeah, there's a huge difference. People who constantly overeat are just kind of like used to being full. I remember that feeling, just used to being like stuffed. It was uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like a big deal because that's just what you were used to feeling. But there is a difference. When I learned the difference between being full and being satisfied, I was like, oh, I always like to describe it as when you feel satisfied. You get up from the table, you finish your meal, and you still feel buoyant. Yeah. You, that's just like a, I don't, I need to look, like, you feel buoyant, right? You it's just feel light. light. You still feel, like, energetic. You don't feel like you need to go sit down and take a nap somewhere. Yeah. You feel still feel like you can move and have energy and, and like, get along with your day. So that mm-hmm. is feeling satiated versus feeling full when you're like, ugh, you just have that like, ugh, feeling like, ugh, I can't believe I ate all that food and you got to like unbutton your pants or go put on your sweatpants or your yoga Mm -hmm. pants. It's just that uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, Yeah, that is huge. That's a good point. I'm glad you you brought that up. So is there anything that you want to share with the world, Denise? Yeah, well, I think we, we touched on it because I really thought about what is it that I've learned the most from working with you these past weeks. And it's really that, it, it's really, um, it's not about the weight. 
So like, I have like two notes here. So one is that it's not about the weight. And for those of you who think that it, like if you're so focused on thinking that your problem is the weight, then that's actually why you should really work with Jennifer because it's not about the weight. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah. Um, and which kind of ties into the second point that I wrote here, which is enjoy where you are now because things won't be perfect on the other side. Ooh, that is good. Say it again. <laughs> enjoy where you are now because things won't be perfect on the other side. Yeah. Tell me more about that. I think that's really good. Yeah. Well, like, like now I'm at my goal weight, right? And things aren't perfect. <laughs> and it was like, and it wasn't like some magical thing that happened where um, all of a sudden I was loving my body and, you know, I was so conscious about everything that I'm eating. Um, I still look up in the mirror, like, yeah, like my stomach's so much flatter. And I like, after I step on the scale, I do celebrate. But it would still be it would still be so easy for me to pick apart what's still wrong, mm-hmm. which like I don't do, or at least if I do, I spend like one second on it and then you realize catch like oh no yeah mm-hmm. yeah but it is it it's like we think that if we just had this weight and if we just had this body then our brains would be okay like we wouldn't think these thoughts we wouldn't feel these feelings and that's not true. Yeah, because our brain stays with us in our body even when we have that weight. Yeah, and so the beauty—I love that you said that—and the beauty of how I teach people how to lose weight without dieting. The beauty of that is like the process in which you go through to lose the weight allows you to manage all of the other stuff that comes up after you get to your goal weight. Yeah. All right. Just, be- just because you reached your goal, you're just going to have another set of problems or another set of issues. And that's why I'm so adamant about women like getting off of the weight loss struggle with us because I'm like, look, y'all need to, to check weight loss off of the to-do list. Like you need to learn how to lose the weight and stay there because you have so many other things that you need to handle and you need to do and put things out there yeah. in the world. Yeah. And you're not and- doing that. Yeah, yeah, and I would like to add that it's not like first the weight and then all the other things because a lot of times they're they're related. Like a lot of times, especially for like the emotional eaters, you're at this weight also because you're not facing all the other things that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Emotional eaters, come on! Yeah, professional dieters, come on! Yeah, once you learn how to acknowledge and accept all of your emotions and not use food as a buffer, it's like the whole world just opens up. There's yeah. so many opportunities and it's like the angels sing, the birds hum, the rainbows show up in the sky. It's just like a wonderful thing when you are able to lose the weight without dieting and mm-hmm. know that you lost it exactly how you lost it. Yeah. And then you know that you never have to go on another diet again. And then you can have fun like Denise. and like, oh, let me just see how much weight I lose naturally. Like, this is great. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm already on my goal weight, but I know I'm still going to lose more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait to see where you end up. Yeah. Yeah. As your business grows, your waistline gets smaller. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so good. How can people find out about you and your parenting coach business? Mm -hmm. Where oh, can they find you. you? So I have a website. So the website is denisesuarez.com. And I also have a Facebook page where every week I post a little bit of practical tips that you can use right after reading them. Because I know that a lot of times it's like, oh, this is what you should be doing. And it's like, well, I don't know how that will actually look like in my life. And so the tips that I share are very like, okay, very specific. So that after reading them, you're like, okay, I can do that one thing. And then next week it's like, okay, I can do this other thing. Um, so that when you notice like all these small changes that can make such a big difference in your family life. And so my Facebook page is Denise Suarez Con Cariño. So that's C, well, my name is D-E-N-I-S-E-S-U-A-R-E-Z. -E -E and then it's C-O-N-C-A-R-I-N-Y, like the N with a little squiggle, O. But I think if you just put the normal N, it should still pop up. Okay, so we'll put the link in the show notes. And you're, aren't you on Instagram too? I am on Instagram. So if any of you are also Spanish speakers, um, you can follow my Spanish content on Instagram. And it's Denise Suarez underscore con carino. No any at that time. Good. I'm so excited for you. A parenting coach. Yeah. People need to know how to parent their kids better. And enjoy generation. it. And enjoy it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Did yeah. I tell you that I was practicing Spanish? Really? Yeah, I took Spanish in high school and college. And I've always wanted to be fluent, always wanted to travel abroad. Total side note here, people. Bear with me. And one of the things I started doing because I was like focusing on work so much, mm -hmm. I downloaded an app called Duolingo. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I've been... Mm -hmm practicing my Spanish. And I was like, Ooh, I remember a lot more than I thought I did. Yeah. Well, so just have, have some wine and you'll remember even more. Oh, okay. I like that tip. <laughs> I'm like, Denise, get ready. Maybe we'll do our next coaching session in Live. Spanish. <laughs> oh, I was like, thought you'd come here. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. I would love to. Madrid is definitely on my list of places to visit. Yeah. So after we're all COVID clear, and I'll have to make a trip over mm -hmm. and see you in person. Yeah. All right. Do you work with people all over the globe or are you yeah. local? I work with parents from the States, Canada, the Philippines, and Spain. And well, whoever, basically based on your time zone. As long as we find a time that works, yeah. I, I work with you. And I'm super flexible with my time as well, because I know how hard it can be as a parent to just find time for yourself. And so I really adjust to whatever time you're available. That's why for me, like our coaching calls are like at 9.30 PM, 10 PM. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I love your dedication. I'm so proud of you. You just came in. You were scared shitless yeah. when you started with me. And you I mean, trusted I felt like me. vomiting on the console and mm -hmm. like two days after. <laughs> you sent me a message. You were like, oh my God, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> but I'm so proud of you that you just were like, I need to make this decision for myself and for your family. Yeah. 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 Good job, Denise. 
Good job. And I think a lot of people are going to learn a lot from this interview. All right. So we're closing this interview out and stay tuned for the next episode. But until then, have a Lux life. Bye. Hey, 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 before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you liked today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever. Dieting forever.